Morning, everyone. So, those of you who follow along on Instagram know that yesterday I carved 11 spoons. And partly, I, I set out to carve 7. And then, as the day progressed, I realized that I was feeling good. And I don't know why. Everything was moving quickly. There were no problems. My energy was good. Maybe it helped that I was drinking sap from the one sugar, maple sugar sugar maple tree that we tapped. So my electrolytes were probably good. And uh, yeah, I just felt good. So I felt like I, I would push it to try and get 11 done, which would get me all the way through all the spoons I needed to carve this week. And what that would do is open up today to work on this project that I've been meaning to work on, or that I've been sort of slowly dawning on me is sort of the next thing that needs to happen, which is to build a new woodshed for my shop. See, the woodshed I built for my shop is just a simple thing made out of five pallets and two sheets of corrugated metal. Very crude, works well enough. I've used one like it for storing kindling for years. Um, but it's too small. It's the right size to fit everything perfectly. But as I found out, I'm sure not for the first time, um, the right size to fit everything perfectly is not the right size. You need that extra bit so that you can have one side that you're pulling from to burn, one side that you're stacking new stuff up to season and, and a place to put all the empties that are in between and space to maneuver between those three things. So, with that in mind, I'm going to build a new shed. And I'm going to model it after my woodshed, but it's gonna be a much sort of shorter version. So it'll be lower and less deep it'll be a similar length. And the idea is that it will mirror the length of the woodshed. So it'll be 12 feet long, probably four feet deep, and maybe sort of five feet high at the lowest, going up to seven feet maybe. And because it's going to be put in on a slope, I'm not gonna try and backfill the slope. Instead, I'm going to sink locust piers into the ground. Uh, fasten the post to those and then essentially frame in a floor that will be floating over the ground as it falls away down the slope. Um, and that will allow me to get a level, a level space. At any rate, the idea then is to get a tarp, a canvas tarp like the one I got before that can go from the peak of my shop to the peak of the woodshed and basically cover the space in between the two. And that will give me another space that I can work in when it's raining. It'll give me a space to set up some sawhorses and build these kayaks that I've been dreaming about building for me and my wife. Um, and the tarp will serve to protect the shop from uh, much of the afternoon heat that comes in the summertime. Actually, in the summertime, it's not uh, 
it's really not that big of a deal by the summertime or by the by the afternoon because it's behind the trees it's, i get a lot of shade from the trees but it will help and um more to the point of this podcast i've decided to try and do most of the build today and then finish up the build tomorrow and this weekend so I've mapped it all out. It's going to have to be quick and dirty. But that's how I like to do it. And I know the spoon carving scene, and so probably most of you guys are full of people who are in it for the craftsmanship, are in it for somebody who builds a woodshed uh, where they build it for their grandkids. And they use historically appropriate techniques that are cool and... To build something that's beautiful in its craftsmanship. I am hoping to build something that is beautiful in its efficiency and elegance of design being fit for its purpose and relatively inexpensive and fast to build. I am expecting it's going to cost me a couple hundred bucks because framing out the floor and flooring it in particular is going to increase the amount of dimensional lumber I'm planning to buy, but much of it I'm hoping to get from the the frame and the rafters I'm hoping to make from round poles from my land that'll cut down later today. And the point of this podcast is that when I have a project like this, I find it really helpful particularly if it's something relatively small and manageable like this, to kind of spring it on myself, to create a window and spring it on myself and say, okay, by the end of this window, it needs to be done. Because if I don't, what ends up happening is I end up um, I end up stretching it out and stretching it out and it is always on the back burner and never gets the attention it needs. And it takes forever to get done. And if I kind of give myself that tension of, you have this window, get it done, then it might not be done as perfectly as it otherwise would be. But it's much better than having it half done. And then I get to move on with my life and move on to the next thing. And I've done this with thing after thing. And to a certain extent, someone could look at my life and say, well, look at all the higgledy-piggledy parts in this. Look at how he, you know, didn't take the time he should have with that ladder going up to the shop. Or look at the doors to the shop. They're all cattywampus. But honestly, I don't care. Because for me, it's about the forward momentum. And it's about acknowledging that whatever I'm doing right now, I don't necessarily know what is right. I need a prototype. And for this woodshed, sure, you could say that the The first iteration was a prototype, but so is this. And I think that's the thing that I've learned in life, is that basically everything is a prototype for the next thing. There's no point at which I really know what I'm going to need. I just have improvements on the last iteration. And so if I can continue to push for elegant simplicity in the design and fast execution then the bar is low enough that I can continue to iterate without it being a big deal, right? If this takes me a day and a half to complete this woodshed, 
then in a couple years or next year or whatever, hopefully it's in a couple years or longer, that it's time to replace it with the next thing that makes more sense. I won't feel like, well, I spent a week building this thing. I, you know, how can I rip it apart and, and turn it into something else? It'll be like, no, this took me eight hours of time to do. It's not that big a deal. I can always do it again. And I like that. For me, that, that is low stakes. And I recognize that it's not everybody's forte. But for me, it rings true of this thing that I think is attributed to Elon Musk, which is whatever you think your 10-year plan is, see if you can accomplish it in six months. Because you'll probably fail, but you'll be a lot further along having failed in six months than if you took 10 years to try to make it happen. And obviously there are places in life where this sort of slapdash approach is not the right approach, right? I don't want it in a civil engineer. I don't want it in an architect building an actual house. I don't want it in a lawyer doing something or a doctor. There are plenty of places in life where much more precision is desirable. But especially in these builds that I do for our house that make things better, and I've done a number of them over the years, right? Our kids' tree for I probably built the first iteration in half an hour, and we've added on to it since then, always in small increments. Built our bike shed with my brother in less than a day, maybe four hours of work. Built the... Uh, the hay mow that's been such a success in less than a day. Built a woodshed in a, in a day or two. Built my shop over the course of about five days of work. So it has been a tremendously successful way for me to get the infrastructure that I need without pretending to know exactly how it should be. And allowing my, my, my life to move forward. Because that's the thing that I think people lose sight of, which is that the, the infrastructure is just a means to an end. It's a means to be able to do this thing more efficiently, more elegantly, more easily. It is a support system, right? I could have continued to just have stacks of firewood along our driveway like we did the first year we moved in, covered with sheet metal. That's what we did for years. And there is a lingering inefficiency to that that carries on for years and years. But it's small enough in any one moment that you don't notice it until you have a woodshed to compare it to where you just load it and unload it and load it and unload it and you don't think about it. But... The efficiency you gain from a woodshed or any such project is minimized if you spend a long time building it. Because then it really might be efficient to stick with the very simple thing, the sort of slapdash solution that you are living with until you get to the more permanent solution. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm a big fan of the semi-permanent solution. The thing that gets you 90% of the way there that's just as good 
as the thing that would have had, um, say, better craftsmanship in it, but allows you to move forward immediately instead of being a pipe dream that continues. And who knows, maybe as I get older and have more time, I will consider it to be important to have more permanent examples of these things in my life. Or, which I think is possibly more likely, I will continue to value the flexibility that building something fast uh, gives to the feeling of whether or not I want to change it down the road, right? If I haven't put it that much into it in terms of time, then it's not that big a deal to change it. And that flexibility will allow me to change things and make them better over time. As my wife and I were doing the crossword puzzle this morning, <clears throat> we were... What were we looking at? Oh yeah, we were looking at these beautiful lilies that she bought last time she was at a grocery store. And we were talking about the very first time we bought lilies. And she got a stem, one single stem of lilies back 14 years ago. <clears throat> no, 13 years ago when we were living in our tiny house. And what a big deal it seemed back then to buy, you know, to spend however much money, $4, on a stem of lilies. And and we got into a thing where we were talking about, wow, we've really, we've come a long way in 14 years of marriage. From living in a mouse-infested trailer, making about $25,000 a year combined, to all the things in between, the tiny house and the crummy apartment and now this house and, and how, while we certainly feel permanently at home here in this house, it just makes you aware of how much life can change and will change. And I want to work with that change. I want to allow that change to continue to happen both by propelling myself forward, by moving fast on things, but also making them in a way that feels like it's both a forward movement, but is not so precious that I can't change it and make it better in the future. So I'm gonna go spend my day sawing down six small trees from the back bit of forest that we have and then go get some lumber and get cracking. And we'll see if I can end the day in approximately six hours when I go to pick up the girls from school if I don't have at least the rough frame of this thing up. I hope I do. My goal is to have the floor done and the frame up and maybe the rafters and purlins on. Because if I can do that, then I'll be in pretty good shape to shingle the roof um, tomorrow or the day after that. I would use sheet metal for the roof, and I might still. I'll have to I gotta do a little poking around. I've been thinking about whether to use sheet metal for the roof or to um, or to 
use shingles. And one of the reasons to use shingles is simply that I have other things that I want to build this year. And I only have so much sheet metal, so I need to do a little poking around at the piles and, and sort of assessing, okay, if I use this for this, then I can use this for that. And I might decide to use sheet metal, in which case it'll be even faster. <coughs> because frankly, putting on a shingle roof takes a lot longer than slapping down some <coughs> corrugated sheet metal. But either way, I hope to finish this weekend <coughs> excuse me, with a new and improved woodshed. And we'll move forward from there. Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk tomorrow.